Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Large Almond Latte and welcome to the very last episode of our inaugural season. And wowee, what a ride it's been. I really appreciate you coming along for the journey because without you, I would have definitely given up. I really require that validation from you. And I know I've said it before, but I really appreciate it. I want to get cracking with this show because I have a jam-packed weekend full of festive activities, which I know very unusual for me, but let's be honest, I have a whole year of not going out to make up for. So I got to go and get my tan, my nails, my waxing. I got to go and do it all tonight. So let's get into it. Oh, but just before I go, don't forget to screenshot wherever you're listening and tag us on Instagram at Large Almond Latte Media. And if you did your Spotify in review and we popped up anywhere, definitely share that one because that makes us look really legit. Have a great Christmas and Happy New Year, fans. Today on the podcast, part two of my interview with Glenn James from My Millennial Money. In this part, we're talking about general financial banter, credit cards, investing for beginners, how to buy a car, financial management, and then we take a bit of a sidetrack into money philosophies. It's a good one. Enjoy. Let's move on to some general financial advice. Mm. Credit cards, yes or no? Uh, Me personally, no. Why? Because I can't control myself. I'm a freaking lunatic. Um, (laughs) You just need to know that credit cards are for the benefit of the bank and they sprinkle points to make it feel like it's for your benefit. Sure, there's one, two, five percent of you that game the system and all that stuff, but I I just can't do it. And I in the Facebook group a couple of weeks back, we asked, what's your biggest hell no moment never again? And overwhelmingly, the words credit card popped up. And the reason why, statistically, you will spend more on credit than you will with your own money. Like, that's the stats. Everyone that's- is nodding their heads. Yes, I have a $2,000 limit. That means I have $2,000 to spend. Totally. And it's not your money. And if you've paid one cent of interest over the last month, you can't afford your credit card. I don't play the points game and all that crap because you end up gamifying it and then you're like, I'll just throw it on the credit card and then you you go out for dinner with eight people and you, th- oh yeah, I'll just throw it on the Amex or I'll just throw it on this and then you get sloppy and you forget to collect the money and it just ended up costing you more and uh, you just, yeah, I, I don't do it. I, I don't care if people use credit cards. Knock yourself out. But this cowboy over here doesn't. 
Like it's as simple as that because I want my life to be simple when it comes to money. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned, but use your own cash. No, I'm totally on board with that because Mm. I'm the same as you. I can't control myself if I've got that money. I think it's mine to spend. But I feel like if people do have credit cards, this might be a nice little segue into a plug because you've got your own spending plan. Yes. Right? So we can put a link to that in the show notes. And it's basically a framework for managing your money. Yeah. So I hate budgets because to me, a budget says I've allocated $20 a week for takeaway coffee or whatever that is, four coffees a week, takeaway, that's my allocation. And I've just got this view that I want a spending plan. I want a separate account that I've got an automatic transfer over to each week. I don't want to use my brain for it. I just want to know that. So my own blow account, it's got $500 a week that goes into it. I just tap that mindlessly throughout the week on whatever I want food, fuel, going out, groceries, cafes, like that's all I use that blow account for. All my bills are in a different account. All my savings are in a different account. Life's pretty simple. Uh, I've got a widget on my front phone screen. that, and So it tells me how much is in my blow account. Um, and at the moment, like I'll open it now, I've had a pretty big week actually. I've had a blowout. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, only, uh, there's $200 left to get me through to Thursday. What is it? Tuesday now. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably on track. Um, But, yeah, so it's just that I don't have any other cards on my Apple Pay. I don't carry around my um, cash hub or my savings account in my wallet. I don't have uh, my St. George mortgage, like, banking with all my money on my phone as an app. The only app that I've got on my phone is my Blow Money account. The only card in my phone Apple Pay is the Blow Money account. The only card in my wallet is the Blow Money account. So I've restricted myself. Glenn James, you are not spending more than $500 a week and I don't use my mind. And it's been that way for the last couple of years. So I'm not suffering from lifestyle inflation. So the more I earn, not if I'm just going, all right, I'm spending, I'm blowing $1,000 a week now because I've got more money. Like it just really manages that lifestyle inflation. And you've just got to have a system that works for you. If, um, if you've got a banging system and it's working and you've got 28 accounts and you use a spreadsheet and all that, awesome. If you're going round and round, money's going to savings and then it comes out to pay the credit card and then you get put money in savings again and it comes out to pay for rego and you're going round and round and round, you probably need the Glen James spending plan because it'll be a good framework for you to get started on, um, on what it's about. Everyone's on the barefoot investor, but this is better. So... We'll put a link for you. you. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. A lot of people have said that, actually, that um, they've found it easier than that program. I don't – I just think – and I guess the reason I created it was I did it off the back of uh, meeting hundreds of clients face-to-face in a real practical sense. Uh, It's as straightforward as I can make it. it. You know, the first page of the spreadsheet, you put your income in. The second page, you put all your expenses in. The third page, it tells you how much to put in what account each week. Done. Easy. Mm. I think sometimes half the challenge is making a spreadsheet and doing the formulas if that's not for you. So yeah. this is really clear. And in my Facebook group, Mind Learning Money, have a look at some videos in there. Just today, I did a review of someone's spending plan. So I'm now, people are sending me their spreadsheets and I'm recording myself reviewing them and just commenting on how they spend their money and what I would do to maybe do some tweaks. 
Oh, God, that is my worst fear, someone giving me yeah. feedback on my spending <laughs> habits. <laughs> Another thing we got a lot of questions about, which this is, this should have been a subject in school because mm. investing is, I think it's so important, but there is so much to know, like terms, strategy, where to invest, who to invest with. So I'm going to direct you to My Millennial Money episode 332, which is an episode you did with Bryce and Alex from Equity Mates for a more comprehensive intro. There's a, I think 316B is an episode where we reviewed the um, the micro-investing apps, like the Raise yeah, and Spaceships. So- yeah. That's what I want to talk about if we're going to focus on one thing because I think the micro-investing mm. is entry level. Yeah, so, totally. And I have tried to sell micro-investing to people and it doesn't sound very good when I say, oh, yeah, like it's only a few dollars here and there. So <laughs> can you explain what micro-investing is and why you should start there? Yeah, micro-investing. So basically, traditionally speaking, to invest in equities or share market you'd usually need at least $500 to do that. Uh, But these apps and these products are allowing people to put in as little as $2.50 into a little portfolio, uh, which is micro, right? So it's just a way to get your toe in the investing water. And I would say the most uh, beneficial thing about these micro investing apps is for people to start putting a little bit of money in and seeing the account fluctuate just to get that feeling of what an investment account is. Uh, Because if someone gave you 50 grand and you threw it in the investment markets and then the next day it dropped and it was worth 45 grand, you might have a freaking heart attack. Uh, But once you learn how investing markets work, that kind of gut check will be less and less in terms of the risk adverse nature and just understanding um, how investment markets work. So that's what I like about these micro investing things. You can you can throw five dollars a week in. You can do roundups. So if you spend four dollars eighty on a coffee, I know Raise has a roundup function. They'll harvest twenty cents from your spending account and put that into an investment. So it yeah. just allows you to put your toe in the investing water and just start to understand how investing markets work. They've got pre mixed portfolio, so they've got conservative they've got high growth they've got this they've got that and it's pretty intuitive and yeah i think it's just a really good start because we know if you've got money sitting in your bank in in the money world probably less than five years is short term so if you're saving for a holiday in two years when you know corona has passed and everyone's got their vaccine passport which is the latest thing apparently um, mm-hmm. If you want to start saving for a two or three thousand dollar holiday, you're realistically not going to invest that because when the time comes to withdraw it, there could be coronavirus outbreak and the market's fall on thirty percent and you've lost some of your capital. So that's why it's just good to start to understand how investment markets work with these um, these little apps that are out there. Yeah, because I think if you don't know much about investing, you probably know Wolf of Wall Street and the stock market crash. But really, you're looking at long term. And I think over 30, over 30 odd years, there's never not been growth in the Australian stock market. Yeah, totally. Like the long term track record of um, like the US stock market is like 18% over 10 years. Yeah. So you've and, got to look at the GFC, it, like it's um, 
And where I grew up, 18 is higher than 1.5 cash return in my bank. Exactly. So mm. I think it's just it's something that you need to get an education on because otherwise, and it's probably through no fault of ours really because these apps weren't around more, yeah. like what, five years ago. Yeah, and that's right. And I would say everyone who's working at the moment who has a super account, um, you're actually an investor. Your super is your money that's in a different tax structure for the long term. So if you want to start to learn about investing, call your super fund and say, can you explain to me? And they've got call centers and phones and all that crap. So like, can you explain how this super fund works? Where's the money invested? How is it invested? And that's a really good way to start to understand how investing works because yes, you've got, you've got, if you've got a super account, you have investments. And I don't think a lot of people know that they're already investing. So, okay, if you have 10, I think you already answered this, but if you had 10K mm-hmm. and you weren't going on a holiday in two or three years, you would invest that rather than keep it in your savings account, wouldn't you? Well, I I can't tell people what to do or not, but I would say for oh, me personally. What would you do if it were <laughs> well, you? If, yeah, if me personally, if I had 10 grand kicking around, um, and I didn't need that money within the next five to seven years, I would probably invest it into my diversified share portfolio because yes, I don't I, need the money and it needs to go to work. You've got 10K. What is the best way to make yourself rich with that money? What would you do with it? Uh, start a business. <laughs> but not everyone's going to do that. I would invest it into my own business. Uh, no, to be honest, just a couple of things. The, the First and foremost, best investment you can make, number one, is in yourself. So if you got 10 grand today and you're in a job that sucks and you want to do some more learning and you wanted to buy a course that was five grand and you could be better skilled and blah, 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 you would invest in yourself because you going out there and getting a higher income is a better return than putting 10 grand in a high risk investment that you might lose to try and get rich. So that's kind of number one. The number two, is if you've got any consumer debt, you need to pay that off first before you invest. Because if your personal loan has an interest rate of 16%, if you put 10 grand into that, if you had 20 grand owing on a personal loan and you were paying 16% in interest, as soon as you put that 10 grand into that personal loan, you instantly get a 16% return on that money because it's bringing you back up to zero. First, invest in yourself, then pay off your debt, then invest for the future. But consider your own goals and timeline before you commit wholesale money. By I mean, like if you had 500 bucks left over each week uh, or each month or whatever that is, you might say, well, we need a new lounge. So we're going to allocate $100 of that $500 to the short-term goals and then that $400 we don't need, so we're then going to uh, put that in our share account. I would always probably suggest as well that you want to really sort out the big rocks in your life. So I'm probably not too much worried about, again, wholesale big money other than small roundups through raise or whatever, going into an investment account if you want to save up and buy your own house because you want to get that big rock done first. Um, and then you can look at the first home super saver scheme uh, which is for another episode for another day um, to save money for your home deposit. But it's kind of just this progression of the best investment you can make is in yourself to make sure 
you're out there, you're kicking it, you're getting the best return in the marketplace. Second best return is to paying off negative debt or you know bad consumer debt and staying out of consumer debt. Then you might look at getting the big rocks in your life sorted. So um, a home deposit or something like that and or building a business. Then you can go, all right, I'm established. Now I can start to commit money to the future. Because a lot of the time people, will, um, you know, I'm in different Facebook groups and there's people like, oh, I need to know what the cheapest brokerage account is or whether I paid $9, $9.5, dollars dollars whatever it is, $9.50. It's been a long day. <laughs> do I spend $9.50 on a trade or do I get a thing trade? It's like, no, pay for your freaking debt, get your life sorted first. Like that's the type yes. of – um. So you just need this natural progression in your life before you start worrying about stuff that's a problem for four years down the track when you need to sort out today first. I really like that you have considered the person in this and mm. that their it's their mental well-being should come first. We spoke on the podcast episodes ago about FIRE, the acronym, those people yeah, yeah. that have extreme savers and I read stories about this woman and she would only buy brown bananas the fire community community, uh, for financial independence retire early they would say that that's technically not fire um because their whole thing is um and I've, I've got this episode on another little podcast that I do and it's called fire versus loot so uh, I'm not a big fan of this retire early because what do you do when you retire early? We well, just go and do what you want to do anyway because now you're retired. Where I'm like, just live your life on your own terms, life on own terms, loot. And I think that's the goal. So I'm, I permanently retired from the workforce when I was 25, when I quit my job and started my own business. Like I'm, I don't report to the man anymore. Like it's, um, so it's kind of like this. Anyway, it's a whole other thing with this. Ex- and there is this extreme frugality stuff. That's not me, baby. I'm a spender. I want to buy experiences. I like. I do dumb stuff. Like last year, I went to the races in Newcastle. I bought a corporate box. I think it was like nine grand. Took like 12 friends and my dad and my uncle. We watched the races and it was just like bogan fest. But that's the, <laughs> that's the investment. I've got the rocks in my life. I've got my business. I've got my house. I've got my investment properties. I've I'm investing in shares. I'm doing all this stuff. Let's buy some freaking experiences and make some memories, baby. And that's that's why I think I can't ever fit into that extreme frugality because someone in that extreme frugality, if I said, I blew nine grand at the racetrack on Sunday, they'd have an aneurysm. Like, it's just not I know. But I'm, t- I'm totally the same. And the literature says you should spend your money on experiences and things that make you happy because- Material things are temporary, but you'll remember those experiences forever. So, I, I mean, I'm totally all for if you buy your first house when you're 18, that's phenomenal. You do you. But for me, like I've traveled, I've gone all over the world and I don't regret that. And if I had 9K to blow, I would blow it on a corporate box. So I looked rich, no doubt. <laughs> I, it wasn't even about being rich. I'm a bogan. I love the car races. I wanted a box on the <laughs> side of the track. And I wanted to do it with my friends. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I've had a big year. Uh, let's go, baby. And I guess the only reason I'm kind of saying that now, where I probably wouldn't have at the start of your podcast, people who have already turned off and don't like me, they're not going to hear that. <laughs> they won't bitch as much. So it's awesome. Um, so thank you for still listening. 
<laughs> and also, yes, if you do, you. if you are offended and all that, and you're not liking what I say, just don't do anything that I say. It's okay. Like, so many yeah, this times is we not get our nose out of joint from stuff that other people say, and oh, he's doing that. It's like, yeah, it's cool. You don't have to. And uh, you've got to do things that you want to do and how you want to do it. I, I guess my role in My Millennial Money, it's not to be your guru. If everyone did what I did, there'd be so much turmoil and drama. <laughs> I just want to facilitate a conversation around money and um, cultivate a community of like-minded people to be encouraged and be inspired with their money. I think I definitely was when I joined because mm. before that I was like, yeah, barefoot investor, but... I know I just have a bunch of ING accounts, but then I joined that and realized actually you could learn and it didn't have to be super boring and financial and money isn't actually accounting, which I thought it kind of was. Um, no, and you've just yeah. got to like, um, the only person you should compare yourself to is the you of yesterday. Like that's all you've got to do uh, because, you know, everyone's situation is so different. And we all are good at stuff and we all suck at stuff. No one's better than anyone else. We're all equal. Yeah. And that true, concludes true. the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> I know, we got a bit philosophical. Okay, yeah, I have whatever. to ask you one more question because it's actually mm-hmm. my favorite question. I feel like it's really, it's divisive and people get into arguments over it. When you buy a car, get yes. a loan or have the cash? I personally pay cash for my cars now if you want it and and i'll tell you the reason i do that is because it slows me down so it's easy to like and i've i've had cars and leases through the old company that I had and i was using it for work so we did the chattel mortgage and you know if the business is turning over 500 grand a year well who cares if it's 12 grand a year for a car or six grand a year, whatever that is right um but now that I don't really use a car for work, I pay cash and it just slows me down with my spending. So it just really like, because yeah, you can go into a dealership, sign up 30 grand car, see you later, there's a car loan, that was easy. But to actually part with your money slows you down and will make you make a more considered um purchase i believe it's just what i do because i can't stomach like i could not stomach parting with you know i bought a lexus once it was 54 grand through my financial planning business um which i enjoyed that car i really did uh but i just could not part with 50 grand cash i was just i drive a 2011 volvo worth 13 grand like <laughs> It's awesome. I track it. I guess it's a bit like yeah. the credit card situation where if it's if you've got the money, it's not real. It's, yeah, that's but it's right. also not yours. But, 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 technically speaking, I am borrowing money to buy my car. And this is this philosophical thing. As long as I've got a mortgage on my house, I've borrowed that 10 grand to buy the car. So, technically, it's probably better for me to get a car loan and pay it off over four years and keep that 11 grand on my offset account or whatever that is. Um, But I can't stomach having 
debt on a car. That's just me. Um, it just slows me down. I, I yeah, that's just it's. I don't know if there's an answer to it. Um, so you could probably argue financially either or. It'd just be really what's personally viable for you, but there is there's not a really clear cut right answer. No, and there isn't with anything to do with money. Um, <laughs> you know, my opinion is, you know, don't have a credit card. Well, if you got one, whatever. Like that's my well, just because I say it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just what I do. Um, yeah, I think. No, I won't say it. Too provocative. Say it. No, oh, you I definitely. Just think it's, well, like all these Afterpay and ZipPay and they've got one now that's before pay where you can get your money before you're paid from your employer. They work it out. I've seen so, that. That just And it's just like, give me a freaking break. <laughs> just manage your money. It's all good. <laughs> like yeah, I, I mean, just think I- all that it's a slippery slope and what you're doing, you're outsourcing your own behavior to another thing and you're not learning to manage your money. The afterpay, the zip pay, the before pay before pay it's the diet shake of the fitness world diet shakes you drink <laughs> fast you lose weight fast it's awesome you don't learn how to keep the weight off yourself you don't learn how to lose weight yourself the minute you stop the shake the fat goes twang and it comes back you've just <laughs> got to learn the habits and behaviors yourself it's a bit of pain but you'll get there so come at me people and and to be honest those who i talk with on about after paying that I just don't engage anymore because to me it's like I'm talking to a flat earther where they're justifying that this and that it's like yeah sure sweet whatever I don't do that I uh, I like that analogy I think that was bang on and that's yeah. we use diet shakes and flat earthers and um fans of old mate Pete chef Pete a lot as well so I think the listeners yeah. will definitely be on board with that one <laughs> I know and I'm just like yeah. I just, it's so wild because every time I open my mouth, I probably make a dickhead out of myself and whatever, but you don't have to listen to my podcast. But I would, I would strongly recommend it. I think if you like, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to know something about money, I think that you will enjoy it. But yeah, I think with those before pay and after pays as well, I've seen a lot of businesses not knowing whether they want to carry them because of their own philosophies and whether they should take that on or whether it's up to the individual to manage their own spending habits, which mm. from a business perspective, I'm like, well, it's it's business. See, so the problem, you know, with this afterpay stuff, a lot of people like, yeah, I support my local business. I'm, I like afterpay, like it's a boutique fashion label down the road and it's for easy payments. Yeah, the small business had to pay afterpay 12 or 14% or whatever. So it's not actually <laughs> helping the small business. <laughs> right, like that's that's huge. Like even if it's PayPal, any online purchase that you're making, like yeah, the business is still paying. If you go and buy mm. it face to face, that's a different story. Mm. But yeah, I um definitely closed my Afterpay account not only because I had the pre-approval thing, but also because I am peer pressured and everyone in your group told me to close it. <laughs> yeah, and and this is the whole thing. It's like Yes, I'm making fun of you if you use Afterpay. Yes, I'm making fun of you if you're using this new crap and all this stuff. But honestly, I don't mind. If it's working for you and you can justify it in your own mind, that's fine. I would just encourage you to think longer term. It might cause you more issues than uh, what it's worth. And I, I kind of say people like, oh, Afterpay and all that. It's just 
it's free money and it's just it's a cash flow tool and it doesn't cost me any interest and I pay it on time. I use the analogy, it's like having a pet tiger or like those magicians in Vegas that had the tiger on stage. They could control the tiger. Everything was good until one day the tiger turned around and mauled the guy's arm. Like it's designed to attack. It's designed. But one day the tiger will bite, uh, but it's just a matter of when. And in my life, I just don't keep tigers as pets. Yes. Well, if that's one thing we've learned from this year, it's never trust anyone that keeps a tiger as a pet. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm never going to financially recover from this. But Oh, man, they're all going to jail, all of them. But, I mean, it, they're like banks. Afterpay, Zippay, they're not there to help you shop the Black Friday mm. sale. They are there to get your late payments. There's only one thing I'm interested in about the afterpay and all this crap. One thing, and that's more how can it change money in the future? Like I'm just interested in the tech side, in the way we manage money. Uh, and I think Nick Moller, Molnar or whatever his name is, is genius, whoever he, like he made it. And he's, he's got a sore shoulder because he's been rolling in all his money. But, I mean, he's just, I think it's genius and it's tech. And one good thing, uh, it's, it's like, yes, more of, more of their revenue comes from the retailer and not the consumer. Uh, so there's probably some solace there. But My last question is just really, hmm. what do you want to plug? Oh, so gee, I think I we've think plugged I, a few things throughout the episode. I think i it all. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's go actually, through the list. The, if they're, I'm, if I'm plugging one thing, we've got these new money journals and um, we've just ordered them. Oh, I've got one here. <laughs> I'm just showing. Um, I'm showing you it's now, a, everyone. Is it called book? So I assume yeah. that you need a, like, it's like a diary. Yeah. So it's a money journal and it's just basically, it's a tool for you and it's got different things like to rate your own money and working through roadblocks and it's got questions. So it's just like I said before, to get out of your own mind and then onto paper. And it talks about your money, your spending, your career, fears, roadblocks, goals. And it's just to go through no particular order and just get things out of your mind. And, yeah, there's if you go to uh, mymillennialmoney.com, You'll see, you can click the resources button and I think they're around 40 bucks and they're really good quality. Uh, this one here, like we've just ordered them. We're just, and we're only doing a small run. Like we're only doing 300 to start because I'm like, I'm not paying because they're bloody expensive to print. I'm like, I'm not paying all that if they don't sell. So there's a limited small run and we hope it will add value to people because in my personal life, the most wins I've had with goals and being clear is getting it out of my head onto paper. Totally. Again, this episode we did a few weeks ago, um, it's the the literature, the psychologists say that mm. journaling for 15 minutes a day just helps you clear your mind. And mm. it is, it's just about getting it out of your head and onto paper. And I feel like we're a bit of on TVSN here, but it's a nice My Millennial blue it's like an aqua color it's a nice hard uh, cover like a baby blue yeah and then there's also the instagram which is my millennial money so i think that's it for today thank you so much for coming on the podcast if 
any of the fans have any additional questions, just slide into our DMs or I think we've mentioned several times, we will do a link in the show notes with all of the plugs. So you can slide into my Millennial Money's DMs, join the Facebook group, get your questions asked and basically just become a financial expert of this episode, which was 100% not financial advice, just some general chatter that you can you could choose to take on board or not. Totally, totally. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Large Almond Latte. If you loved the podcast, which we assume you do if you got this far, a five-star rating and review would really mean a lot to us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Large Almond Latte Media for more lols and recommendations, also because we put a lot of work into it. To join the weekly podcast conversation, join us in the Facebook group at Large Almond Latte. Don't worry, we're not spammy at all. And for even more low-involvement entertainment, head to largealmondlatte.com. There you'll find the show notes, but also heaps of articles to get your peepers around. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 